welcome back to La Aero de Panel, episode 29. Mm. That's uh, aero pa- the Aero Panel. That's the Aero. Yeah, the Aero Panel in English. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Buzzard, aka James McGarren. I'm Dalton Rumberg, aka Blue Chows. And I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. And we have a very special guest with us uh, this evening, all the way from New York. It's Brittany, aka The Galaga Ship. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome Thank to the you. show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, do you want to give us just a, a very brief introduction about uh, who you are and uh, uh, maybe start off with like, tell, tell us like how long you've been playing dancing games and how like it started? That? How it started? How it started. Okay. Um, I started playing um, Third Mix in the me mall. Too. Um, I was about like 13 or so. And um, I basically just fell in love with it right away and I got the PS2 games pretty typical you know um then all the arcades went away and i had to start playing at home on my cobalt flux which was pretty cool and then ace came out and then all of a sudden i was back into it so i think my dance game uh journey is pretty typical and um did you take a break for a while then yeah i definitely did it was um it was just hard to find an arcade, you know. Um, yeah. I think the closest one to me was probably um, just Chinatown Fair, which is, I'm upstate New York, so it's pretty far. Oh, um, legendary yeah. arcade. I've been there yeah. myself. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Did, did you play much, like, in the groove in between then? Or no, was it, or I was actually... Was that more of a recent thing? I actually only started playing in the groove in 2016. Um our arcade actually did have one, and I was like, what is this rip-off DDR? I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> and um, I never really played it, like, ever, so. Um, but now, now you've been playing, like, stamina stuff with it, too, right? Well, now I'm really into stamina. <laughs> um, I I really hated it at first because it's completely different from, I guess, DDR. It, it takes a while to learn, but then once you get it, I was like, oh, now now I get it. Now you can just like get in the zone and just do a stream for 20 minutes. And somehow that's fun. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I think maybe, it's maybe fun adjacent, maybe. Um, fun adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that DDR is for people who like fun and ITG stamina is for people that uh, like suffering. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're very modest. I like that. Um, but you uh, are very well known for starting the uh, all-girl remote DDRA tournament uh, called Valkyrie Dimension. Yes. And uh, so th- I think a lot of our listeners are, are probably taking part in that. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's it's very well known. And uh, so I was just wondering if you wanted to, to tell us, like, uh, how, how did that start? What, what gave you the idea for uh, starting Valkyrie Dimension? Um, so I wanted to start it because... Um, I was inspired to make it because I realized that DDR was just lacking a girls tournament and Pump It Up and ITG have had them for years. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, the Pump It Up girls community is like really awesome. And they actually have like monthly online tournaments. Wow. And they're like, they have different skill levels. Yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, wow, they have a really good thing going. And I'm not really into pump, but um, so like I mentioned, I started getting into ITG in 2016. Um, So I was just playing random stuff and I didn't really have any direction. Um, 
I didn't really have a community either to guide me. Um, but then I found out about Girlpocalypse, which is a top tier girls only invitational invite only super cool competition uh and um it has three categories in in the groove tournament right yes yeah um so it has three categories there's foot speed stamina and timing and when i found out about this i was like i want to be a top tier itg girl that sounds awesome and all the girls that were in it were all these girls that i'd never talked to before but i'd seen them on youtube like Alex Sanchez and Stephanie Dannenberg, Brittany Barrett, Alita, Crystal. Um, there's so many really good female ITG players. Yeah, I mean, s- speaking of people who like punishment, S- Steph Dannenberg <laughs> just did a, a hundred, hundred mile miles. Race. Yeah. Oh wow. Very, yeah. Very related. I think. Yeah. So <laughs> I can see why she's into the uh, ITG yeah. stamina stuff. Uh, um, so you were mentioning the uh, the monthly pump it up tournaments. It was, it was monthly, right? I think it's like I don't know the exact details, but it's like it's pretty much constant. I think they those, always uh, have something going on. Yeah. So are those uh, community events, or are they actually uh, held by Andamiro? Um, I think they're just community, um, just like the the Pump Girls community is just running it themselves. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I was like really shocked and happy to hear that. It was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, so I found out about Girl Apocalypse and. Um, so all of a sudden, I just had, like, structure to my ITG playing instead of just playing random stuff. Um, so there is a time limit to submit my qualifiers, which was, you know, a few months. And uh, there were six songs. And I could only pass two of the songs. <laughs> but I tried so hard because I wanted to, you know, be in this event. And it really helped me improve, even though I could only managed to pass two. Um, So I didn't officially qualify for it, but I ended up getting to go anyway because people that were better than me ended up not being able to make it to the event. So they just went on down the line and there was me right at the bottom and they were like, hey, you want to (laughs) come? So it was kind of bittersweet because I, I really wanted to go, but I wanted to qualify for real. So I did my best and I got like dead last and everything but um i got to meet all these amazing girls and they were in- incredibly supportive so then the next year i like went really hard and i think i seated like seventh overall and i ended up getting first in the lower division for stamina wow awesome um, congratulations thank you i i just um i realized that like if you don't have goals and you're just doing whatever it's really easy to just get comfortable and not push yourself. And so I saw like um, Pump It Up Girls had this, ITG Girls had this, and I was like, I need to bring this really good experience that I had to the DDR girls because they deserve that that experience too. So at first I wanted to do like, um, like an in real life tournament somewhere, but everyone's so separated and out there that I figured that... Um, just doing a remote one would be so much easier. So, so you want to do a cyber tournament? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the yeah. other thing I really like about uh, Valkyrie Dimension is how you have the uh, the three divisions: the lower, middle, and upper. Yeah. I think uh, it, that's kind of one of the things about uh, having you know uh, tournaments in person is that there's there would never be enough time uh, oh, yeah. to do three divisions like that. So it, it's kind of one of the things that the format lends you. 
Yeah. And um, I hope that more and more remote tournaments pop up. And I hope that someone else will be inspired by that and do more, um, you know, division based things so that more people get a chance to participate. Because yeah, so it really have the I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to ask, have the uh, the lower division, um, uh, div- like, has the lower division been successful? Have, have there been a lot of entrants? Oh, yeah. There's, I think most of the girls are in the, the mid-tier, but we do have quite a lot in the in the lower tier as well. So I was really excited to just see these girls that are like, I've never passed a 12 before, but you know what? I'm going to try, you know? So what was, like, your main goal with with establishing uh, Valkyrie Mention? My main goal? Um, basically, I just wanted to get more girls into competitive play. It was weird because, like, last year I was trying to, like, see what other girls were doing. And, like, I was trying to, like, go for, like, the 18 folder, like, and I couldn't find anyone else that was doing that, but I thought these other girls were like so much better than me. And it turns out that they were just like a little bit scared to push themselves. And once Valkyrie Dimension came out and then they, you know, they had to do the 18, they were like, oh man, I could do the 18, you know? <laughs> um, so it was really awesome seeing everyone um, step out of their comfort zone a little bit. And now like, you know, we did the boss rush at which was a, uh, three 18s in a row and a bunch of girls just bang that right out so i guess like yeah, and, and girls like even like a year ago who probably didn't think that they would be able to oh yeah i was so happy and surprised to see all these girls that were like wow this was my first 18 i didn't and not only did they pass it they got like a really good score on it so they were able to do it the entire time they just didn't have a reason to just push themselves i guess is there something that you think that prevents people in general or or the girls you know specifically uh, prevents them from doing those sorts of things? Have have you have any of them talked to you about it? Um, like what what stood in the way before uh, between them getting into the competitive side? It's a really hard question to answer. Um, it's it's kind of just like the culture of not just like. DDR specifically as a video game, but like um, video game competitive culture in general, I think. Um, I think a lot of it is just like a subconscious thing. Like if you're looking at the top DDR players, they're all guys. Um, I think that if there was any video game out there that like all of the top players were female, there would be a lot of girls that were really inspired by that. And I think maybe maybe girls just don't have like someone to look up to in DDR. I don't know if that makes sense. It's it's a very hard thing to describe, but obviously there's there's nothing literally just standing in their way. It's just like a mentality thing or maybe it's like a cultural thing. It's a it's a hard thing to describe, but um I'm hoping that with this that other girls will be inspired like hey, maybe I will enter my local tournament because yeah. It seems scary at first, but then I did Valkyrie Dimension and I realized that competition was fun. So maybe they'll they'll branch out, you know? Yeah, it seems like you're having a, a really positive effect in that direction. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, I think even within the past, like since Ace has come out, I mean, I've seen more and more girls at tournaments. Um, yeah, me too, especially at Fresno Frenzy. Yeah, there was a whole lot there and kind of all support each other. 
Yeah, you yeah, guys I have mean, got a lot of really good. There's a high concentration of really talented female players out in California, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it, it wasn't just from from California, though. I mean, we had uh, Ambones come down from Seattle and uh, oh, yeah. Sarah and um, just kind of from all over. So I, I think that community that, you know, you've helped build of, you know, all these girls, girl players together. And there's there's other like kind of girls groups, too. There's uh the cupcakes, I think. Oh or, yeah, that was. Um, no, no, the Happy Angels. Happy yeah. Angels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cupcake timing festival. Was <laughs> yeah. That was an ITG tournament that was just held. Yeah. But yeah, there's the, the Happy Angels, which is kind of a a girls DDR group that. Well, it's, um, uh, Happy Angels is for like any dance game. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> uh, do you find that there there's uh, more girls that are into ITG than DDR? Um, I think that it's probably a pretty even split but i think that like the girls that go really hard are itg players <laughs> so i'm hoping that um more and more girls that are doing ddr will you know get up there and start doing like the really hard stuff and they definitely can but um yeah <laughs> how, how do you feel about ddr versus itg like uh, what what makes you uh what makes you play ddr when you want to play ddr and what makes you play itg when you want to play itg I play DDR when I want to go to the arcade and have a fun experience with my friends and um, see the new songs coming out and, um, you know, check out my rivals. Um, it's more of like a social thing. And when I want to play ITG, I'm like in my basement and I'm in like super serious mode and I'm like, I'm going to do this 16 and I'm going to feel like I'm dead afterwards, but I'm going to feel accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> So do you feel like ITG is kind of more of like a, a personal, you know, like like a personal challenge as opposed to like um, DDR, which is more like playing with other people? I think the thing that appeals to me about ITG is um, it's more about like passing the song. And to me, DDR is more like I got to get that that good score, you know, and I've always played DDR that way. Even when I first started, I was like. I never even cared about the score. I just wanted to get like a full combo or pass like the hardest song possible. You know, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I passed a nine. Wow. You know, everybody goes through that phase. I never got out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, um, once I realized that like ITG was like, no, you just got to go hard and it doesn't matter what you get. Like as long as you pass it, I'm like, ooh, that really appeals to me. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, we had a question here from um, at Joe Sushi on Twitter. Hi, said, Joe. Uh, they said, hey, hey, congrats on your success with running Valkyrie Dimension. I'm currently running a Gitadora remote tournament, and song selection was something that I invested a good amount of time in time on. Uh, is there a criteria or method you use that goes into the selection process? So, like, how did you go about selecting songs for each of the rounds of Valkyrie Dimension? It took me a really long time, and I went through... A lot of revisions. Um, I think that my best advice is to get input from other people. I, I mean, Dalton, I asked you about it a little bit, um, and you definitely gave me some good feedback. But I, I'd, I'd say that like try to make it fun, but not um, fun, but challenging is what I was trying to go for, um, and a lot of variety something that um that you had pointed out 
was that like my my first draft of picks was um a little bit too similar and i didn't really think of that and i was like oh yeah you're right so we changed yeah, it, it up a little kinda, bit. I think it was kind of all sort of just streamy stuff in the 200 BPM I mean, range. That sounds which, like which, something I would pick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that if somebody else is trying to, to pick songs, consult people that are better than you and also consult people that are um, not as good as you. Um, something that I had a little bit of trouble with was like the lower division I've been playing for so long that it was hard to put myself in the shoes of somebody that um, like a 12, I might not pass the 12, you know, I haven't, I've been above that for so long that it's hard to put yourself in that mindset. So I ended up asking some friends um, like, hey, what's a really good 10, you know, and just getting other people's perspectives on, on song picks or like, you know, I picked a 12 that, you know, I thought was fun and some of the girls are like this is a really hard 12 you know so just get input from other people I would say because you know it's it's a hard thing to do and you do have to take a lot of time and and thought um but and like you probably want to test different skill sets like a little bit of foot speed you know some crossovers and and different things like that right yeah yeah if they're all the same then Mm. it's gonna be boring so um mix it up uh get some different things in there to test yeah and so there was like each division had a a stamina set where you had to play them all together and then you also have uh individual songs so so what kind of differentiated you picking a song for an individual song versus having it be part of the stamina set um i made sure to put the the most difficult song in the singles because I didn't want people to get discouraged by failing over and over again. So, for example, in the upper division, I made sure the 18 was always a single song. So you could just grind that one out or fail it or do whatever you needed to do. Um, the stamina set, I didn't want anything like too tricky in there. And I saved the sort of gimmicky stuff for the the singles too so i guess singles was more stuff that you would want to just like play multiple times maybe like a few times in a set you know Mm -hmm. and not have not like mess it up once during a set of other songs and it's like well there goes my whole set exactly yeah so yeah that's a it's a good way to go about it i feel like uh so steph h or um at Cabarossi on Twitter asks, uh, what are the major challenges, if any, uh, in running a remote tournament? Um, I don't think there's really any major challenges. It's just a lot of preparation. Um, you definitely have to make sure that your rules are very clear and all of your ma- uh, information is easy to find. And, and I mean, you even, you even translated your rules into Japanese, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my friend Kristen did that for me, and I was so appreciative that she did that because we did have a lot of, um, well, a few Japanese girls participated, and that was really, really awesome cool. and helpful. Yeah, it was really cool to, um, you know, link up with those girls because, you know, we see each other on Twitter or whatever, and then it's like, oh, we're in a tournament together, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a major benefit of the remote tournament, so you can yeah. integrate the international community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Japan has some really good players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, have, have you noticed any difference uh, between the, uh, the the female players in, in Japan versus in the U.S.? 
I've only had um, the Japanese girls submit for the upper division. I haven't had. Oh, yeah, I haven't had any like um, lower level girls, so I don't really know why that is. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it might just be like a they're like really hard into the community in mm-hmm. in like a just like in every sense, and maybe maybe because this is a an American event. Like, only the hardest of hardcore have, have gotten into it right now. So hopefully yeah. they'll spread it out to, to everyone else. Yeah. I'm hoping at some point, yeah. Uh, let's see, we have another question. So uh, Cygnus uh, on Twitter asks, Are you happy with the current turnouts of women in uh, Valkyrie Dimension? How many girls would you like to see compete in it? Like, what, what's your goal turnout? Um, My goal turnout? Well, um, the, first, the first one we had 50, and I was hoping to have at least 51 this time um there's still time to submit and we do have some girls that submit right at the end so we're not at 51 quite yet but um i mean it's hard to say like i i'm trying to draw in some of like the itg and pump girls into this too so maybe a really cool number would be like 100 girls but you know or just every girl. Just, just <laughs> every, every girl. girl who plays. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think with remote tournaments, people do tend to kind of wait till the last minute. Yeah. So, it... so can with Valkyrie, can you can the girls see each other's scores or yes? Or, um, okay. Uh, um. So you have to um, post it somewhere or email it to me, and then we add it to a Google Sheet. And we do have some girls that wait to the last minute to submit anything. But for the most part, um, people are submitting and resubmitting the entire time and improving their scores, which is how I'd prefer people to do it, because um, you can see exactly who you're up against and be like, oh, I only need 29 more XP to beat the girl above me. I got to go improve this score, you know, and I think that's a way more beneficial thing to do. Um but, you know, I, I can't help it if somebody's going to submit at the last minute, but it does make it exciting and yeah. shake things up at the very last second, I guess. I'm definitely one of those people, like, for remote <laughs> tournament qualifiers, I'd never submit until at the very end. Hopefully, like, my reasoning normally is that, you know, if, if I can beat everyone and they don't know it, <laughs> then they won't have time to go and play yeah. their songs again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it does push people, like seeing other people's scores. It does. It, oh, yeah. It pushes people to... I try to avoid that. Yeah, to, to keep... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good for you. For individually. strategy reasons. Yeah, it's, it's good for you individually, but right. I think probably for kind of everybody. Yeah. I, I think it's it may be different with a, a tournament qualifier. Versus mm-hmm. something like this. Versus a, a full remote tournament being blind. Um, I do think, like yeah, like a, a full tournament is probably better where you can see everybody's scores and, and keep pushing yourself to do better and better and better. Especially since that kind of seems to be one of the, the main things Valkyrie oh, yeah. Dimension is trying to do um, is, you know, push people to, to increase their scores or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think that... Um... That's pretty much the the whole vibe for this tournament was everyone's really supportive. People post scores and it's always like, wow, great job. Um, people try to link up together to play together, which is super cool. Um, I hardly ever get the chance to play with another girl in the arcade. It's so rare for me. And then, you know, Valkyrie Dimension happened and I'd go there and I'd see a girl picking one of the songs and I was like, oh, I don't know this girl. 
and I'm pretty sure she's playing Valkyrie Dimension. I'll like run up That's to them, sick. like I'm like, oh my god, are you playing Valkyrie Dimension? And they're like, uh, who are you, crazy person? Please stop. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm really excited. <laughs> Like, like, oh, so you're the, you're who I can blame yeah. for having to play this song. <laughs> I know. I was, like, blaming myself. Like, I picked um, Paranoia Revolution for the 18, and I was playing it, and I was like, God, I only have myself to blame for this. What have I done? <laughs> so kind of on that note, too, the uh, J, or Hamlet EJ on, on Twitter, asks, um, how could we design online tournaments that are uh, more interactive? Um, uh, he specifically mentioned avoiding the problem of last-minute score submissions. I wonder if there's like a you know something you could do something with like brackets or you know like actually put people up against each other. That would um, be interesting. Have it in like smaller tournaments or something, mini term. Yeah, you could do like little or yeah. Po- I mean, theoretically, you could do kind of a pools thing, but over over like you know have one week. You know, do one yeah. pool and have people That's play. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Somebody should do that. Take that idea and do it. <laughs> so, Not me because I'm very me. tired. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first remote tournament? I feel like uh, the KAC model, like whenever I see all these remote tournaments, it, it makes me think of KAC, right? Yeah. And the modern qualifier format, the modern remote qualifier format seems to have come from KAC. And what was there something either before KAC or I mean I ITG's been doing it for, for right for a long time, um with qualifiers or just full remote tournaments. But... Since since when do you Oh yeah, I was just thinking KAC with Americans is in the past like two years. But right. yeah, KAC's been going on since like two thousand Eleven yeah. or something. Doctor D also had Project yeah, Idola. Idola, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was still also pretty recent. Yeah, wasn't that was it? on yeah. Ace. Yeah, I don't. It was twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was at the towards mm-hmm. the beginning of Ace. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think there's still a lot to be explored with with online tournaments. Definitely uh, remote tournaments. I'd really um, like to see more people do um, just just steal my idea of the divisions. Like just just take it and. Copy me exactly if you need to. I don't even care. Like, and I'll help you out too. Like, just make it happen. So there was also there was um top the charts and there was summer fairy tale, and those are really cool. And we need more. So if you're listening and you're thinking about doing a remote tournament, you should just do it. Just get it done. Yeah, I mean, we could basically be having tournaments all year round. Yeah. yeah. We could always be in a tournament. Yeah. It's constantly. Constant. Every day. Every minute of the day. <laughs> it's always something to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, you know, I like, really like what you said earlier, too, about, um, you know, having something to play and, uh, you know, some goals in mind, too. It, it It's kind of hard to set those on your own a lot of the times. I totally agree. Like, if um, we actually just started the... Um... Girls Coast Stamina, because all stamina has to be on a coast. Um, (laughs) So we just started like a very kind of casual online tournament for um, ITG Stamina Girls. And we basically just took our goal songs and made a pack. And we're just all going through that pack. And I basically wanted to start that because there's going to be a few months before Girlpocalypse. And I was like, I need a pack of songs or else I don't know what to play. So I was like, hey, everyone else, you want to do this thing with me? And um, that's been working out really well, too. There's um, a couple girls that got like their first 16s and a girl just got her first 17. So. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, so- I, I need I need a pack or I don't or a, I'll just die. 
I need some goal songs or else I just fall <laughs> apart. So so what do you think are some of the misconceptions about about uh, girls tournaments specifically? Oh, like why geez. why you run it? Yeah. So um basically the common misconception is that they're I guess sexist against men or um that we're hindering our own growth by not competing directly with men and sort of confining ourselves into a bubble. Um, so just to make it clear, this was never about making like a quote unquote man free zone. <laughs> it was always about bringing the benefits of competition to a group of players that normally doesn't get to experience this by making a tournament specifically for them. Um, so yeah, I think we can all agree that supportive community and healthy competition are important to growth not in just DDR but in everything really but yeah I mean I, I was gonna say like have you have you seen anything similar in in other gaming communities or just oh, other yeah. communities in general of, of I think that you, know, you can look at women's... um like in the fighting game community there's um combo queens it's a girls group um there's also oh, cool. um uh smash sisters for um smash brothers <laughs> Um, or Smash Bros. And um, there's also, I just heard there's a PUBG um, women's group too that formed. Interesting. So yeah, I can I can say that I used to be in the fighting game community and I also used to play Call of Duty. <laughs> so um, I can say with a lot of certainty that um, the dance game community is pretty cool, especially compared to other communities out there which can be just really crappy towards uh, um, oh yeah we talk about that all the time uh, I think yeah. that at least with the dance game community it's it's typically a very a much more social experience where oh, yeah. you have to you kind of have to go somewhere and interact with other people in order to do it and you don't have to but it helps yeah mm-hmm. and it i think over time you you do that enough and you build up the social skills and it sort of rounds off the, the rough edges yeah, in so, people. So you're not just playing a video game by yourself in your own room. Right. Yeah. Like with other people online who you can't see. You don't have to look in the face and, and you know, people say terrible things on Oh, yeah, they chat, do. I, I'm sure. And one of the things I love, too, about DDR tournaments in particular is that uh, although it is like kind of a head-to-head match... Um, you know, the the two people that are playing are, are usually always just going for their best score. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not like there's not a lot of resentment for your opponent if uh, your if your opponent gets a better score, which I think is very wholesome. Um, you know, it's you, definitely you no resentment at all. <laughs> Never. I mean, yes, uh, sometimes, but it's definitely for the most part... less hostile than, um, let's say, like Tekken or Street Fighter or yeah. um, Call of Duty for sure. Um like at the uh, at Fresno Frenzy, I saw a few times uh, somebody getting a world record or not. Uh, actually, world record did happen a few times, but personal best and uh, their opponent like congratulating them and saying, "Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like Ben beat me on flower, and he like <laughs> cut his perfect ha- like perfect score in half." And I'm like, I can't even be mad at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like you just, I mean, yeah, I think the community and you know, as a whole is very supportive of each other. Yeah. Especially, especially, you know, even in competition. It really is. Like, 
yeah, you're like, I can't be mad at you for getting a better score on the song. Like, I can be mad at myself for yeah. not getting a better score, but like, and, and, you, you really can't be mad at your opponent for anything. That's definitely something about the online tournament, too, I think, is that, you know, unlike Call of Duty, where you have to be, like, playing, you have to play against somebody, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're, you're just putting your best score out there, and other people see it, and they react, you know, hopefully in a positive way, usually in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had another question from... Uh, Ambones at Nuggety on Twitter. Oh, hi, One of your Amber. biggest fans. We're I one love of her you, bigger, Amber. Biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you are such an inspiration oh as a human God. being and as a woman in the gaming community. Something I love about Valk is how thoughtful you are with design for branding and merch. Uh, what tips do you have for TOs on how to integrate design and swag into tournament planning? Yeah, and I, I'm looking on Twitter and I'm, I'm eyes emojiing those pins that went out. <laughs> and boy, those are very cool. Yes. Oh, thank really you. Really cool merchandise you got there. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 kind of you're a designer yourself, right? I am a professional graphic designer, so I do have that edge of, uh, <laughs> I guess, making a cool logo. I'm very happy that everyone seemed to like the logo a lot. Um, but um, I mean, if you're not a designer, then um, definitely reach out to your community and see if there's someone else that's also passionate about dance games that is a designer and maybe wants to help you out a little bit. Um, just, just or do you what you can. can. Do it yourself. Or you can do it yourself. Yeah, I think that having a good logo is it's so important. But I mean, I'm just saying that because I'm a designer. But you know, <laughs> um, so for the merch, I made a doc for where I get things, and I don't know if you guys have mentioned on Facebook there's a um, group for rhythm game staff. Yep. Yeah. I put it in there, so um, you can also tweet at me if you want me to share that doc with you, but I listed out where I get everything. Um, something that a lot of people want to do are t-shirts. So I think that a common misconception is that you have to buy a ton of t-shirts and then worry about selling every single one, but there are print-on-demand services, so um you can it's pretty easy to set up your own little online store and then people can buy whatever shirt and whatever size and don't have to worry about getting all those extra ones so it's it's pretty easy to set up if you want to have your own merch for your own tournament or your own group you should totally do it and it gives you um it gives your community members like um i guess a more sense of community i guess um (laughs) Yeah, because you get the shirt, you get the pins, and you're like, yeah, I'm part of a group. I'm representing out here, you know? Yeah, you're like a team. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, yeah, you see somebody else at the arcade wearing a Valkyrie Dimension shirt, and you're like, you know, I mean, it, it's good advertising, too. <laughs> yeah. somebody, somebody sees that shirt and goes, hey, what is that shirt? And they go, oh, it's for this, you know, online tournament. You should enter it, too. I've heard sort um, of thing. people ask if Valkyrie Dimension was an anime, and that's actually happened to me, too. They're like... <laughs> Just like at the... It should be an anime. I, oh, man. Cut. I would watch that anime. Uh, just in the last episode, we talked about the DDR movie. Oh, it's my time gosh. time for DDR anime. Exactly. I'd watch that. So with with your merch for Valkyrie Dimension, like I, I believe the kind of proceeds for that go went to like a prize pot or what? Um, it's just helping me pay for the, the prizes, which I have um, first, second, and third for each division. So I have nine trophies. Um shipping them out is costly especially when i gotta ship some of them to japan i've got the pins 
um, which I'm giving out for free if you pass the challenge set. So um, that helps pay for that. And then um, last time we had towels and this time we have um, tote bags, like full printed tote bags um, as prizes. So yeah, that I just paid for everything myself. So if you're buying a t-shirt, you're like helping pay off my credit card a little bit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. Um, Somebody here asks, uh, this is Lord Quince uh, on Twitter, says, what are your goals for the future of Valkyrie Dimension? Um, And then what are your hopes for other women's tournaments? Um, I want every girl to be able to pass all the 18s in DDR. (laughs) That's my goal. (laughs) I want every girl to um, be a total badass and... um, push themselves as far as they can and have fun. So something about girls tournaments in general is that in a perfect world, we wouldn't really have a need for them, if that makes sense. Because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'd still want girls to get together and play together as friends. But um, but in my fantasy world, in my head where everything is cool and perfect, you'd go to any tournament ever and of course half the half of the people participating would be girls you know but it's not like that right now so ideally more and more girls would get into competitive play more and more girls will enter their local tournaments um they'll start getting into kac stuff um and then it wouldn't really make sense to have them anymore because um there would just be more of an equal representation i guess so I guess it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I hope that in the future we don't really have a Valkyrie dimension anymore because we don't really need it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's an interesting answer. Yeah. I, I think that <clears throat> you're making a lot of progress toward that goal. And just from observing the, the girls who are playing now and the girls who I know who have played in the past, mm-hmm. the, the skill difference is not that great. And if I I remember when DDR Ace first came out, uh, Lizzie on the East Coast mm-hmm. was just getting some just absolutely insane scores. I think she got ten perfects on cytokinesis, like yeah. the, like the like the weekend that Ace was out, and I was just like, holy crap! <laughs> She's amazing. I, I still can't PSC that song, and like you know you have players like like that, and you compare them to the best like you know male players, and the. I think the only difference really is just how much they play, right? Like Chris plays 30 hours a week or whatever. And like, if one of you did the same thing, I think it it's like 100% possible. Um, and I, I hope to see that very soon. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly girls that I would not want to play in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like Amber or, or, or Shizuka. <laughs> like I, I played it from Japan. Like when, when we were in Japan for Casey uh, played a set with Shizuka. Oh, yeah. And she <laughs> just immediately goes to the 17s holder. <laughs> and I see that she has, like, you know, green lamps on, like, basically everything. And I'm just like... Oh, no. She's like, oh, c- can we play, like, 17? I'm like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> so uh, plus, uh, you know, and for people who like uh, healthy competition, too, I think uh, what we're seeing when, when people post their scores on Valkyrie Dimension is, like, a, a really untapped... Uh, talent market, I think, for or like oh, definitely. A, untapped rival, like you know, a bunch of rivals that um, I I wasn't even aware that existed until Valkyrie Dimension came about. Definitely, I so. think it's it's also great to have an alternate perspective on the game and an alternate perspective on like just 
the idea of, of competition, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DDR, as far as the competitive mindset, is, is again, like you said, not as aggressive as some other games. Um, but, you know, like, just really anything different is good. You know, mm-hmm. just more different everything, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, just anything that, like, something that can catch people's eye and say, you know what, maybe I want to do this one. Like, they, they may like the particular rule set or the design of the yeah. logo. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. the, any little thing could catch somebody's attention and get them to participate in something that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have. And, you know, for this, it could be that it's an all, you know, women tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I was met with some criticism at first, um, not a, a whole lot, but something that people did point out was like, you know, there there is nothing stopping girls from rising to the top and anyone can rise to the top if they put in the time, you know, and that's absolutely true. Like there's nothing physically stopping us. Um, but the problem is that many, many, many girls feel like it's not a possibility to get to that level or they're not welcomed in that space. So again, this is more like a general thing and I don't want anyone listening to think that I'm like, oh, DDR guys are all terrible and blah, 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 because it's not the case at all. Everyone in the community is pretty much awesome. It's just, um, it's just a general video game problem i think but i think it's it is getting better and um yeah i i think that we can get there definitely yeah. i just want everyone to play DDR exactly just constantly yeah, everyone that's, well that, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast too is you know we're trying to reach a, a real broad audience and doesn't matter who you are if you're boy or girl you know ddr is for everyone or nice non-binary yeah yeah non-binary anything in between anything in or between hopefully in the future cyborgs got... i mean that's going to be a plot point in the ddr movie for sure right yeah that's going to be a big deal and maybe transitioning here <laughs> max 360 <laughs> oh, oh my god is this a good segue yeah <laughs> we uh we did skip over some of the, some of the news we usually start off with news but that's okay we'll we'll get into it now so yeah there's a new song that just came out uh i think it's a big joke uh max 360 well, it's not a big joke. It's a big meme. It's a big meme. And it's, it's big... good that we have Brittany here cool. with us because Brit- Brittany, Brittany's one of the originators of the Craig's meme, I believe. I did name my uh, DDR cabinet after Craig's, so yeah. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Max 360 was kind of came as a surprise as one of the new 20th anniversary songs uh, this week. So this week, yeah, this week. Yeah, it was this, this week. I've been traveling, man. I have lose track of what day it is. <laughs> and it's really really interesting because as, as we've seen over the past few weeks the uh, DDR 20th anniversary event for anyone who hasn't known about it it's uh, basically this thing that's going on with DDR Ace right now where uh, they've put a lot of attention into the game they've put some cool new features where you can play some certain songs in some certain folders and get old UIs and old old you know sort of like the, the way that the old games looked whenever you pick Max 300 or whatever you can you can play it the way DDR Extreme looked or pl- you pick Paranoia or whatever and it it looks like the way First Mix looked and so in each of these folders for these eras they've released remixes for different boss songs so far and the newest one is Max 360 it's a remix of Max 300 
uh, classic DDR boss song. 20% faster. It's 20% faster. <laughs> for the 20th anniversary. For the 20th anniversary. And, and 20% harder, actually, somebody pointed out. That, yeah, it's an that, 18. That fi- oh, that's right. 15 increased by 20% is 18. <laughs> and that's really cool because now uh, we have a new boss song based on an old boss song that sort of, I feel like 18s now are kind of like what 15s used to be or what 10-footers used to be. So it, it's kind of a perfect choice on on their part to, to make this new boss song an 18. Yeah. And it seems to be the most accessible 18 so far. Just like Max 300 was one of the most accessible songs of that class back then. And it's just really cool. I adore it. I was so excited. And it's definitely um, an accessible 18 is a good way to put it. It's probably the easiest 18 I think by far. Yeah, but far. we need easier 18s. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm it, not complaining. I loved it. I, I got a little scared when they got to the the slowdown, and I was like, oh no, am I going to be able to read this? And then when I heard the music, I was like, I know what to do. And it felt <laughs> so right, and I couldn't be happier with Max 360. It's great. That last stream at the end is really good. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Just keeps going. I can't wait to go yeah. back and play it again. And they have the same... They incorporated some some patterns. Um, I believe the first slowdown is uh, the Max 300 base. It, it kind of moves up from Max 300 basic to difficult to expert to X special. Like as the the first yeah. slowdown like mm-hmm. progresses, it has like little chunks of each. Um, there's like a little foot foot switch in there, which is in the Max 300 X special. So that's a nice like little homage to the original and then they kept the same i mean even the first like 50 steps are the exact oh, same yeah. um and then the the ending as well has the signature max 300 jacks yeah except they're faster yes a lot faster so i think some people you know before on regular max 300 would you know do them with one foot but now the this strat might be to uh to foot switch them yeah I mean, just watch the chris for life video you got all, <laughs> all you need to do right there <laughs> yeah does he foot switch on the end yeah yeah. He goes da 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 Yeah. Adds yeah. Uh, adds some steps in there. If you're good at da 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 da, then uh, you might be good at uh, Max 360. Yeah, it's about about the same. Do you know anybody that foot switches Max 300? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's very common. Yeah, hmm. people do. Um, you kind of. I do, but yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of run a risk of get, getting a miss or two in there, but. Uh, back in my day, foot switches uh, hadn't been invented yet. So... <laughs> We just did jacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, the week prior to Max 360, we got another remix from the Supernova era, which was the boss song there, um, Chaos, and it's the Chaos Terror Tech mix. Terror Tech. Which uh, seems to be almost universally liked, I think, a lot. It's good. Really yeah. It Except on YouTube comments, but... <laughs> eh. Well, I, I, I think what... So basically, the, the chart kind of references Chaos and that it has a bunch of stops. But it doesn't quite have as many stops as Chaos had, or at least it doesn't seem like it no, does. No, I, I don't think it does. And they're a lot easier to do in this one. Yeah, they're, they're more predictable. Uh, it's a 16 on Expert, um, same as Chaos. Um, there's like two sections of the song that like pretty much take directly from chaos, but the rest of it is all pretty much completely different. And it's an amazing song, in my opinion. It's a bang. Yeah, we, I, I, we, I, we ran a poll so... on the SF Evolved Twitter <laughs> account, and uh, it, it was pretty much every everybody agreed it was a banger. The, the stats are in. Certified slapper. And yep. it it seems like 
they might, I mean, I hope they release challenge charts for these in the future. Um, everyone's pointed out the, the difficulties of, of the Max 360. It seems to be in line with other songs that have had 19s for challenge for the challenge steps. And hopefully we get a new 19 uh, out of Max 360. And hopefully we get something out of Chaos, too, because I think it, it seems a little undercharted. Yeah, there's it seems some... like they kind of held back a little bit. Maybe on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 17 or an 18 for, for Chaos Terror Tech would be... That'd be sweet. That'd be pretty pretty wild. Um, so yeah, those are the new songs. And then there's a countdown. Yeah, uh, so coming this Tuesday... Something's uh, going to happen. On the on the DDR website, uh, there there is a mysterious song. We don't know what it so, is. So, yeah. Predictions? Uh, well, we don't, we don't even know that's the song necessarily. Oh, uh, that's true. It could be DDRB. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's a new mix. And some people are speculating that it, it's going to be Butterfly, Chorus K remix. Oh, yeah, from Dance Rush. Uh, but people have been saying that was going to come into this game like, <laughs> yeah, for forever. the past six months, and it yeah. still hasn't. Yeah, other people yeah. are predicting a new Paranoia, because they they like they started with more recent, and then they've kind of worked their way down. Yeah. So like they started with a Possession remix, and then a Chaos remix, and then a Max 300 remix. So there's kind of one from each era, um, which is kind of how the the folders are divided as well. Yeah. Um, so people are expecting like a remix of a, you know, first through fourth mix or fifth mix, I guess, song, um, which could potentially, I mean, typically the uh, the remixes are Trip Machine or Paranoia. You got any predictions, Brittany? Um, I, my heart says butterfly, but I think that <laughs> Paranoia is probably more likely. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that it's, another boss song because I think that they will eventually include Butterfly in a new DDR mix. That makes sense. Uh, or they, I think they'll eventually include Butterfly somehow. And I hope they include it in a new mix rather than as part of this event. The culmination. Yeah, I think yeah. people would... It, it would be good for the meme, but I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think overall I would like let people down yeah. um, if you know, that was like the culmination of this whole event. But I mean, what happened before was that we thought we were at the last, you know, they have these squares on the website and they have countdowns and we thought we were at the last one. But when they announced that one, they added like two more squares. Um, so who knows? This may not even be the last thing. We could just keep having new boss songs every week yes. for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> new 18s. Any... You haven't even mentioned uh, that it could be a twenty. It could be the first. That, one. Yeah, that's possible. It's, yeah, um, the and that would be fitting if it if it was like a paranoia trip or trip machine or something. Yeah, yeah. Or even yeah. max. Yeah, even a twenty for max three or max three sixty. I, I got. <laughs> it's gonna take me so long to like learn to say max three sixty instead of max three hundred. <laughs> I, I doubt it'll be. Uh, I don't think they're gonna add a new chart to Max three hundred or three sixty right now. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be some future event. I would say. Yeah. yeah either either in this mix or the next one, they might may add challenge charts for all these. Or I... maybe this next thing is the challenge charts. <laughs> Could be. Oh yeah, maybe it's the start of the challenge charts. Yeah. Some kind of event. So, it's all speculation. All speculation. <laughs> but it's it's fun fun to guess. Um, really quickly, we'll. I want to go. I want to do a can check. Oh yeah. First of all, yeah, 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 we forgot it. What, what are you What are you drinking right now, Brittany? Um, I have a a medium sized cup from Chipotle, <laughs> which is how I say. Um, uh, I have a root beer, and it's uh, like so it's got Barks some root beer, right? Yeah, that's the Barks, and that that's uh, that's your no caffeine option, which is good for Barks the has caffeine. It so does? Barks has caffeine. 
in all situations except for from a Coke freestyle machine in which it does not have caffeine. That's interesting. Diet Whoa. Barks, however, in bottles and cans does not have caffeine. So if you have regular Barks, you have uh, you've got caffeine. I didn't even know You're that. An expert wow. on this. That's, that kind of changes my life. <laughs> Welcome to the root beer page. <laughs> Uh, so me and Dalton are both rocking the uh, the Diet Coke. I'm gonna, actually, I haven't even opened mine yet. I yeah, totally I, forgot about it. I have the Diet Coke Twisted Mango. It's fruity. It's good. Uh, and I have the Diet Coke uh, Zesty Blood Orange, which Ooh. is also fruity. Way better than the, the, the lemon one. And it's lemon? It's not lemon, it's mango. mango. Excuse me, mango. It looks, whatever like, that it looks is. like a lemon. I just Ra- totally ignore it. And I think Roger is the fruitiest one of us yeah, all. Yeah, so I've, I've <laughs> got the Passion Fruit LaCroix. Uh, what <laughs> if, if that's how you want to pronounce it. Uh, and, you know, passion fruit, I got to say, it's it's good. Uh, my favorite LaCroix flavor was the uh, La- LaCroix Nicola, if you've ever had that. It's kind of a cola-flavored LaCroix. It's rare. It's yeah. very rare. It's rare. And um, it's going to be disgusting the first time you have it, but it's an acquired taste. It's got a chocolatey finish. Yeah. If you, very interesting. If you finish the, the drink, you'll, you'll end it on a high note. So go uh, check that out. I was not a fan. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> uh, we have some events coming up uh, that we'll run through quickly here. Um, Mistake on the Lake is uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, happening. It's an ace tournament happening this Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, so a lot of Ohio players. So Ohio used to be a pretty big hotbed of DDR activity, and it's been rebooted. So we got Ohio DDR is going to be streaming the tournament. Um, if you want to go check out Ohio DDR on Twitter and Twitch, they're going to be streaming that. That's uh, I think the tournament's being run by Steve, a.k.a. Renatalus, R-A-N-A-T-A-L-U-S on Twitter, to go give him a follow. And, uh, yeah, really hyped to see all the, all the matches that are going to happen. Uh, a lot of great players. We got Kevbo, a.k.a. Mega Man X. We got Ben Madsen. We got uh, D. Vogan. We got Skeeter573. We got Renatalus. We got DJ Stunna. We got... Tons of people. Yeah. Yeah, people coming in from other states and stuff. Yeah. Should be good. Um, and then we have the following week- weekend, we have uh, Spectrum Series 4. Which Spectrum is, Series 4. Which is the new name for the uh, aforementioned DDR Ace Fall Tournament at, <laughs> at, at Irvine. Yeah, yeah so, Irvine, California, next weekend. Yeah, so this is the fourth tournament being held at the Irvine Spectrum Mall. Yeah. Speaking uh, of brand, yeah, the Spectrum we, yeah, Series is a better brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we took a note from uh, Brittany there and tried to rebrand it. Yep. It's uh, a so really yeah, cool so logo. Yeah, that was done um, by our friend Omar. Um, um, what's his Twitter? OM underscore NED. Yeah. He's a... Speaking of... Yeah, if you need design for anything, for any of your DDR stuff, he's the guy to go to. Um... <laughs> So that'll be uh, October 27th, and they're planning a lower division, actually, Yeah. on the 28th, I believe, on Sunday. So hopefully that's a trend that keeps on going. Yep. Um, it takes a little bit of extra work, but I think it's worth it. So I uh, hope to see you there. And then, Brittany, you want to tell us a, about Tricker Beats, which you are also helping. Yeah, uh, uh, Tricker Beats is going to be on October 27th at Crystal Run Galleria in Middletown, New York, and we're going to have... DDR, Pump It Up, um, Gitadora, uh, Sound Voltex. We've got it all. Um, we ran into a little bit of trouble. Um, we were, this is the first time we're doing a um, event at this round one, and we were talking to a manager, and then the manager left, and then there's a new manager. So we're trying. It's going to be great, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's one of those things that's kind of out of your control, and you just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get it so done. So for for <laughs> updates on that, uh, should everybody just follow you on uh, Twitter or Facebook? Um, there, it's hosted by Rhythm Core, which is um, Prince David uh, runs that mostly. There is a Facebook group for it um, for Tricker Beats and Rhythm Core and um, Rhythm Core um, on Twitter as well. Awesome. All right. Cool. And then uh, a little bit further out here, we have uh, Desert Journey, which is in uh, no, at on November 3rd in Albuquerque at the new round one there. It's uh, the, the first uh, DDR ace tournament in New Mexico. Yep. Just new, just brand new opened round one. So. Brand, brand new Mexico. <laughs> brand, <laughs> brand new, new Mexico. Mexico. Uh, and then, yeah, then there's Raj the Garage, which we've talked about at length. And uh, that's December 7th uh, or the weekend of December 7th, I assume. Um, and then going into next year, there's the Big Deal 3, which will be in uh, the Grapevine, Dallas area, which is March 29th. Yeah, so that's going to be big. That's going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah, yeah the Big Deal 2 was uh, one of the biggest tournaments uh, ever, um, at least in the States. And uh, so this one's probably going to be even bigger because there's a lot of lead-up time for it. Yeah, and we got uh, Jimmy Doe, who did the stream for the CEO tournament. He did a really great job on that. I, I believe he's going to be uh, collaborating with Evil Dave on, on the stream for that tournament. So I'm really excited to see what happens there. Excellent. Yep. All right, and so uh, just to finish off, we're gonna we're gonna pick our songs for the set of the week. Uh, so I'm gonna step out for this one, but um, Roger, Brittany, and Dalton will be picking songs. So Brittany, why don't you go first? Tell us what you're picking for a set of the week. I'm going to pick my favorite song from the Paranoia Ladies uh, division, which is "Heaven Is a 57 Metallic Gray." Ooh. <laughs> Uh, one of my one of my friends who's in the Paranoia Ladies division is having a heck of a time with that one. <laughs> it's tricky. It's really it tricky. It is. I hope that people are enjoying it, though. I think it's it's so fun. It makes you think. Yeah, it's a good pick because I think a lot of people avoid it for just the wrong reasons. It's a really fun song. It's so they, fun. They avoid it because it's difficult. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the wrong reason. Good pick. Um, I will be picking uh, Beautiful Dream. Beautiful Dream. Which is a twelve on expert, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. And a fifteen on challenge, but they're both fun charts. It's a good song. It's Red Alice. It's a little late, isn't it? I think it's a little early. Hmm. I just I, would I, say I, late. I don't remember. I would say I would say it's it's kind of ace late. This isn't yeah. the sync episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the songs that kind of always gets me hyped yeah it's, yeah it's you know very fast it's j-core yeah and really there's just like, can't go wrong and there's like a little stream in the middle with and then throws in that hidden crossover yeah spoilers <laughs> there's a crossover in there yeah so watch out for that it's a um, tricky one yeah, you got a haul yeah it's, a haul. Kind of, it's one of those songs that i kind of always come back to yeah. so um yep that's my pick and then uh James, did you want to select one of our... Uh, since you well, I, I, oh, I haven't oh, chosen Oh, yet. sorry, so sorry. My well, choice is I'm... Secret Rendezvous from DDR Max 2, <laughs> nice. uh, Seventh Mix. And Secret Rendezvous is an R&B song uh, produced by Nauki. One of, one of the best uh, songs from that era, I think. It's just, it's slow, got a lot of opportunity for some really interesting ghost steps, and you got to be you got to be good at the, the syncopated rhythms, and it's just really just kind of... It's a great throwback to 90s R&B, and check it out. Yeah, the BPM on and that the... is like two. It's so slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like 96 or something like that. Yeah. 
I'm very surprised that Dalton is allowing me to pick the uh, extra stage because we just had an argument about this earlier. But uh, in your face, Dalton, I'm going to go with uh, Wicked Fedora's choice, which is Flow, True Style, from uh, the yeah. Supernova folder. And uh, Wicked Fedora says, I feel the Supernova folder tends to get overlooked, and this song is no exception. I really enjoy the speed up that follows the lyrics, take your time and feel the flow. flow yeah, slow down, flow. take your time and feel the flow. And then it speeds up. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I picked it because I love that song too. And uh, I don't know why. I think I agree with you. It is a bad song. But I, <laughs> well, I, 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 liked, I like it a lot. It, t- to be honest, I think it was kind of like a love letter to DDR, one of those kind of songs. Um, if you listen to the lyrics, it's just, it's very... Like, you know that Scotty D is talking about DDR, right? <laughs> That's actually good the first I've Scotty, heard of that. Good old yeah. Scotty D. I, yeah. I, I'll have to listen for that again. Yeah. yeah. So, so When we die, only our graves resid. You know, it's important to keep that in mind. <laughs> so that will be your... Uh... Oh, man, that might be rough on extra stage for some people. But... Oh, that's true. Yeah, just remember, it does speed up, so... Uh... Yeah, check check out the, the YouTube video for it first, maybe. Yeah, um, be tricky on life. So, yeah, that'll be your extra stage. Uh, and again, thanks to everybody who, who played our, our last extra stage, or our last uh, tap set of the week, rather. Um, send in your scores. Try and retweet all of them. Um seemed like people liked a lot of the 16s. Yeah. And yeah. and as Brittany was talking about earlier, I think it kind of pushed people to try some harder stuff. Yeah, but although, uh, just a reminder, though, you don't have to play the expert of the challenge. You can play um, any difficulty that you want. Yeah, whatever, so. whatever level you're just at. Just play it all beginner, try and get the MFC. <laughs> yeah, that would impress, Man, if, that would impress. Flow, flow true style beginner would probably still be a hard MFC. I, I think so, too. And speaking of sync, it is late. Oh, yes. Late AF. Late yes. AF. Yes, not just ace late. It is late AF. Uh, which, who knows, maybe DDR AF. <laughs> maybe the next mix. Oh, yeah. Which I would not be mad about. Uh, thanks to Fraxtel for our intro and outro music. Watch it burn. Fraxtel.bandcamp.com. And, uh, and yeah, and thank you again, Brittany, for uh, joining us for this episode. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no, not really. Um, thank Let's you for DDR. having me. Yeah, do you have you have anything to plug? You said you do your own podcast. Oh geez, <laughs> my own podcast. Um, if you want to listen to me ramble on further, um, I do have my own podcast called um, Pretend Wizards, which is a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. If you're familiar with um, what's the one the McElroys do? I can't. The Adventure, the Adventure Zone? Zone. We actually came before the Adventure Zone. We have like 400 episodes. Ooh. So if you want to oh hear me, wow! If you want to hear me playing a uh, large um, male barbarian orc, then <laughs> I have just so many hours of of podcasts for you. So you can go to pretendwizards.com if you would uh, like to hear more of that. I guess. <laughs> Oh, that awesome. sounds good. And and you also you have a, a Kickstarter for a oh my gosh adorable little, little adorable cat here. I do have a Kickstarter. It's on my my Twitter at um at the Galica ship. If you want to check it out, I am doing a Kickstarter for a little plush kitty cat. So um, go check that and out. Twinkle Tabby. Twinkle Tabby. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks, Brittany, for being thank on. You. And thank, thank you for playing. Play.